Hi, welcome to the Chasing Brighter podcast with your hosts, Kelly and Jessica. Join us on our journey to find the best versions of ourselves. I'm very excited about how my hair looks great. You know what else makes your hair look great, Jess? Washing it. (laughs) The um, Warrior Strong Wellness Collagen Peptides and Bone Broth. I've noticed a huge difference with just the health of my hair. I just have naturally thin hair. So Collagen's so good for hair, nails, skin. Check out warriorstrongwellness.com for their collagen peptides and bone broth or their multi-collagen protein powder. If you use the Chasing Brighter code, all one word, Chasing Brighter, you can get 10% off of your purchase. Today, Kelly and I are so excited to have Natalie of The Organized Aesthetic join us. Natalie is the owner and founder and she provides digital and virtual organizing and productivity coaching services. She specializes in helping women tackle the projects in their home and life that have them feeling overwhelmed. Welcome, Natalie. We're so excited to have you today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is actually my first podcast, so I'm very excited. Awesome. Oh, yay. Well, we're, we're trying to make it super chill. Um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, what Kelly's was, was talking about a bit earlier, you know, um, for a lot of moms, the month of August is like getting organized, getting everything ready, setting up systems for a good school year. Um, and so we've been having, um, experts on decluttering organization, um, time management. So we're so excited to talk with you today and pick your brain, um, and, and hear about your expertise. Awesome. No, I can't wait. Got a lot of good tips to share. So I'm ready. Awesome. Well, I think we want to even just start as, you know, what brought you here to this moment and and really starting the organized aesthetic? Yeah, I think um, you can say blessed or cursed with a type A personality, but that is certainly uh, my case. So when I was, even as a kid, my biggest, funniest story in terms of organizing is I would throw a fit if I couldn't find like a socks matching pair after the laundry was done. If I could not find its matching pair, it was just game over. And that's what my parents had to deal with. But I think truly, I just always had a knack for it. Um, You know, I color coded subjects in school so I could be in and out of my locker quick. I kept my room neat and tidy. Um, so it was more of a sanctuary. It's truly just something I always carried with me, no matter where I was, how old I was. And so then eventually, you know, COVID hit and it's something that I think a lot of people took time to reevaluate, you know, a lot of stuff in their life. You're, you're stuck at home with a lot of things and clutter. Um, and I learned that organizing is something that isn't just something I can do. It's something I can share with the world and, and really would help other people. So um, eventually started the organized aesthetic doing in-person organizing, and that has evolved to virtual organizing and productivity coaching to reach more people. Um, And it's been a wild ride, but a lot of fun. Do you think that there was like a point um, in your life where you realized, because I think we all kind of grow up just as humans that you think everybody's kind of like you in some way, like Was there a point where you realize that not everybody thinks naturally about keeping things tidy or it's just, it's not something that comes easy to many people? Yeah, absolutely. I think to your point, it was, it was somewhat shocking to me that not everybody, this isn't, 
right, just come naturally to everyone. Um, I think in terms of a, a specific point, I think ultimately um, my sister and I are complete opposites. So once we kind of hit, we hit high school and college and all that, it was um, kind of learning how to share the bathroom and whatnot. And then even after that, I think once, you know, I went off to school really realizing that, you know, a lot of people don't have the same time management skills. A lot of people's dorm rooms are, are crazy and cluttered and just little things like that were, you know, kind of taken out of my, my bubble as a kid at home. You know, my mom's super type A as well. So just kind of used to that and, and kind of got this awakening that, Hey, not everybody is like this and, and your brain is certainly wired differently. And I have a question. So this is kind of, <clears throat> since we've been interviewing all these experts and researching and we're reading our book club book, mm -hmm. I have not been as familiar with um, productivity coaching. Um, and so um, I would like to hear more about that. Yeah. So I think ultimately what we kind of say is that organizing, decluttering and organizing is the gateway to a more productive life. So by doing, you know, a lot of this decluttering with folks and, and in-person organizing, you realize that you're setting up these systems that are going to make their lives more efficient. And so then you take the physical part out of that and it's like, all right, great. We've got, you know, the physical space set up, we've got physical systems set up, but what are the things that are cluttering your mind? What are the things that are holding you back from being your most productive self um, that might not be, you know, the, the clothes everywhere. And so then it's digging a little bit deeper into your, your day to day. And ultimately it's, it's very similar, right? Your the process to become more productive is similar to the process of, of organizing. Um, you're just doing it from more of a mental standpoint than a physical standpoint. So that's where productivity coaching kind of became a natural extension of the business um, where, you know, folks were realizing, all right, not only can she help me get my space, you know, in order, but also help me get my life in order for, for lack of a better term. Do you think that helps with, with like motivation or, so I have a lot of clients and we'll, you know, we'll put together a plan, we call an action plan and they're going to go do those things and then we'll meet and they're like, I didn't do any of it. Yeah, yeah. And so is that, um, is that akin to motivation or kind of like, um, how would you kind of describe that? Yeah, I think um, ultimately motivation will come into, into play, I think, as soon as you're chipping away at things and you see things working, right? So I think once you productivity coaching, it's not something where, you know, right, here's to your point, here's kind of like the action plan now, now take it and run with it. It's really kind of chipping away at things rather than doing a big task at once, breaking it up into smaller tasks. And so I think that is what feeds that motivation piece where, all right, hey, this week, rather than, you know, Know, try and do this this giant project at hand do these pieces of it and and from there you're kind of getting into the groove of seeing immediate results and and being really satisfied with that and therefore motivated to continue and keep going and chip away until the actual project at hand is complete i like that yeah i do too i mean how so especially when you come across um situations where you know people are um, just there's a lot going on, right? Yeah. It, how do you coach them on like, where does one even begin to get started? Yeah, I think the the best thing for that in my mind is truly the brain dump is what you know a lot of folks call it. And mm -hmm. and ultimately because people don't know where to get started, because there's a bunch of things, you know, we were talking before this about how your your mind's going a million miles a minute. There's so much cluttering your mind that the first step you don't know what it is until you get all of that out. And so that's mm -hmm. 
inevitably the first step is, is to actually sit down and write down everything that's stressing you out and write down everything that's going on until your brain is empty and you can't think of another task, another reminder, another return you have to make, whatever it is, you know, that is the ultimate first step is getting everything out on paper, digital, whatever works for you so that you can actually see everything at hand. And from there, prioritize, decide what's going to be, you know, most effective in terms of chipping away at some of that stuff. Um, But ultimately, you know, when people don't know where to start, that's what I tell them is, all right, let's sit down and just dump, dump everything that you're thinking about out on me right now. and, And we can go from there. So would you say, so a lot of that I think about is like mental load is like the term in a lot of ways, especially just, um, you know, as life gets busy for people and they just like keep putting expectations on themselves on certain things that they need to have done. So is this part of it too, is just like freeing oneself of, of that, of some of the mental load that they. Yes, absolutely. I think uh, a big piece of, of productivity, if you will, is kind of like the, the capturing. So like you said, brain dumping, capturing all of these different things that, that you need to do. And so if you have what, you know, I would call a capture system set up that then does free your mind of that mental load. It's a capture system that you would need to, to have readily available to you, no matter where you are. So that's where, you know, in my case, I have a note on my phone that is, you know, my quote unquote capture system. And ultimately, as long as that's available to me, and I think of something while I'm driving, you know, I pull over, write it down and I don't have to think about it anymore until I get home. So to your point, it is that, that freeing of the mental load. Well, no, you're not completing those tasks right away, but ultimately you've gotten it down somewhere. So you don't have to think about it until you have that set time when you get home in the evening, whatever it is to address those things. Okay. We're reading the book 4,000 weeks and, um, he talks about Stephen Covey's book or one of Stephen Covey's books. And there's a story about a teacher that has a jar big rocks you know are you familiar with what what i'm saying big rocks pebbles and sand and the kids keep like putting the pebbles in and then the sand and then they can't fit the rocks in right and so stephen covey says that's because you're supposed to be putting the right from a productivity and time management standpoint the big priorities first then the small ones and then the tiny ones but my question is and this is what he talked about for a thousand weeks is if you have 12 ounces of big rocks and a four ounce jar. And so when we're brain dumping and we talk about mental load, what do we do when we're brain dumping and we think all of these things are priorities and some of them really are, and it's just not appropriate for one person who has been handling them. And, you know, that was probably not, not the best for their mental health. So what do we do when we think like everything's a priority? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. Ultimately, there's there's somewhat of, of an exercise that I would tell people to do that is a um, do delegate delete, if you will. So so you see all of these things and you think they're they're all really high priority. And, and to your point, some of them might be, you know, some of them are and inevitably they need to get done and they need to get done by you. Um, that is what I would call your your dues, right? Those are things that you need to get done. And, and no matter what, that's going to be a high priority. Then there are things that still need to get done and they're still a priority, but they don't necessarily need to be on your plate. And so that comes into the delegate side of things, whether that is, you know, a partner, you know, teaching kids, some of these like different techniques early on Um, that can even look like 
outsourcing to doing grocery pickup if you don't have time to to go to the grocery store and spend an hour there. Um, Little ways to outsource, if you will, um, so that these things are still getting done. They still are high priority, um, but you can focus on truly the biggest needle movers. And and a lot of times, you know, as as moms in the family, those are some of the things that, you know, you're tasked with the most. Um, And then there's the delete. And while a lot of folks might argue with me that there's not a lot that can get deleted, I get that for sure. I mean, I'm somebody who, you know, being type A, I want to do it all. Um, But there are little things that, all right, maybe they can't be completely deleted off your list, but they are low priority. You realize that, all right, I don't need to get this done today. My family doesn't need to get this done today. This is something that can be pushed to next week if need be. So so that's kind of an exercise that I tell a lot of clients to to run through. Um, It's easier said than done. You really do have to look at each task and and truly assign it a priority level and and be okay relinquishing some of that control. Um, But that is what I found to be really effective with people. I like that. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah, because I think that part of it is um, especially pushing things off that don't matter. Um, One of the things that um, we talked to, we had another um, guest recently, um, Megan Sumrell, who one of the things I kind of took away from the conversation with her was really about, um, you know, I guess what I would say is like making time for yourself or like, you know, like, um, busy time or there's, there's these pockets of time where it's not always like you need to be doing something, but there's like always making space for that too. Cause sometimes I think when we think about time management or we think about productivity, it's about like every time you're doing something, whereas your body isn't really wired for that either. Right. 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 That's a big thing, quite frankly, that I feel like even still I struggle with is, all right, when there is this free time in the day, I feel like I need to be getting something done. Right. And so I think it's it's a good reminder to us that even if it's just 15 minutes, like to sit and shut your brain off, even if you can't stop, but, you know, maybe it's you're in the shower and you manipulate your environment in some way where, where you can shut your brain off. So maybe you, you know, shut the lights off. I think just something where you are providing yourself with that, that time to reset. Um, because if we do keep going, like we're going to burn out, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think to your point of finding those pockets of time, quite frankly, even adding that to your, to your to-do list of, Hey, here's 15 minutes of me time, um, is really important because I see a lot of folks that I work with, right. Forget about that. They say, you know, I just want to find some time to wash my hair uninterrupted by the kids. <laughs> and, and so being able to, to find those pockets of time and commit to them, um, is hard, but it's, it's important. Otherwise, we're going to set ourselves up for failure and then the people that rely on us for failure, because ultimately, you know, we're just burning out at the end of the day. I heard or read it somewhere, but it's like, put it in your appointment book as an appointment for you, just like you would for everyone else. And that, I, that has helped me as an achiever um, to put in like gym, read whatever that self-care time is, then I I do feel like, oh, it's in my appointment and I'm checking it off. So I'm producing at that time. (laughs) Right. If you like seeing things crossed off the list, like there's a lot of folks out there that do. I'm one of them. Absolutely. By adding that to your list, look, you still feel like you're being productive because you're getting it done. Um, But it is worked in there because it is for you and it is that, that time and space for you to reset. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, and um, I, I want to get to now kind of, um, uh, I mean, do you say decluttering? I mean, like the, the decluttering and the organization. I feel like as we've been doing these interviews, Kelly's like, Kelly's like, okay, asking for a friend who has blonde hair and blue glasses, two boys, lives in Chicago, but it's just like for my friend. What would you do for someone who? Right, right. Because <laughs> this is like Kelly's so, like, so into this. I, I, I love it. But um, where, <clears throat> so you know, where, where do we start? Right. We're, you know, moms, women, and we have toys and things. And, um, you know, where do you suggest we start when we feel overwhelmed with, you know, kind of having clutter in our, in our space? Definitely. So I think, I mean, you know, ultimately decluttering is the first step. So I think you need to, decluttering is going to be really overwhelming. So you can't do it all at once. You need to pick a specific space. I would say if this is your first time ever doing that, pick a small space, <laughs> pick a drawer, pick something that is not going to be super overwhelming. Um, or if you're ready to, you know, tackle the toy room, if you're ready to to tackle the bathroom, um, just focus on that space at first. And then similar to what we kind of talked about with, with productivity is break that down. So if you don't have time to declutter the entire toy room today, then break down, hey, we're going to do, you know, these, these cubes of toys, um, really just kind of chip away at some of those things, make yourself a schedule so that you stay on that schedule and you are fully decluttering. Um, but make sure that you break it up so that, you know, you don't get too overwhelmed. You don't kind of get that analysis paralysis of do I keep this? Do I not? Um, that's what I would say. But ultimately, Decluttering is the first step. And, and the biggest thing that I tell folks is you need to take everything out. It's going to get worse before it gets better, but you need to have that shock value. You need to have that shock factor of this is all of the stuff that is in here. These are all of the clothes in my closet. These are all of the toys my kids have so that you really do see, all right, look, there's no sense in keeping all of this and organizing all of this because it's not all still serving me. Um, so I think ultimately chip away, break it up. But then when you're ready to actually tackle it, take everything out. It's going to get worse or it gets better, but that is going to help you out. And do you need to do that process <clears throat> more than one time? I mean, so like, especially <clears throat> for me, whatever it is, toys are very difficult for me, yeah. memories, kids, whatever. So get it all out and you're like, okay, whatever. We have six cubbies and we want to have three. Yeah. And then do we need to go back yeah. to one cubby or, you know? No, so that makes sense. I think, you know, ultimately you you should set those expectations for yourself up front. Usually what I tell folks is aim to be like 80 to 90% full, you know, that way you have room to grow, um, but you're not exploding at the seams. Um, I think decluttering is not going to be a one-time thing. So do that first round and, and that's going to be the big purge. That's going to be, if you haven't done it before, that it's going to be like a band-aid rip it off but once you do that it does get easier so it's something to be said about you know hey we have these six you know cubbies we want to get down to to four let's do that the first time around and then maybe that's still a lot then you know six months later revisit it doesn't have to be all at once i think if you do get you know kind of the the emotions tied into it and you don't declutter as much as you wanted to or hope to it's okay i think just make sure that again you kind of have that time to to revisit it and and go ahead and go back and try again so that hey maybe what was sentimental to me six months ago 
maybe now it's not. Maybe something else has taken its place. You know, and ultimately, it's going to be a process that is ongoing, and you're going to need to to revisit and refresh that space. And um, I I love the name organized aesthetic. And what do you think that like that does for people? What's the benefit of the decluttering and the organization to our well-being? Yeah, I think, I mean, there's truly countless benefits. I think ultimately, you know, you can you can be tactical and think about the the time saved. You can think about the money saved because, hey, you're not buying duplicates. You know what you have. There's a lot of little, little wins like that. But I think ultimately, like, especially as women, we talk about the fact that we do carry this mental load and, and to walk into a space when we're home and just to be able to like breathe. That's my thing is when I tell people why I chose the name, the organized aesthetic, it's like you close your eyes, you picture a space that is free of clutter. You know, where things are, you walk in at the end of the day, you can drop your bags and you can just have that sigh of relief. I think that is the ultimate benefit, right? Because your, your mental health is in a much better place. Your relationship are in a much better place. You're like the fact that you just have a little bit of of time and peace to yourself when you walk through the doors rather than immediately thinking of all the things that need to get done, the clutter that needs to be addressed. I think that is the ultimate benefit of just being able to to have that that peace, time, clarity back in your life that you were so desperately craving before. So in terms of, um, I think about like, how for myself, um, you know, I, I will organize areas and I'll get a system in place and it sticks and I've been able to maintain it, which means I feel like it's a good system. So maybe I have a two part question. One is, um, how do you even establish a system? And then, um, how do you maintain it? I guess, cause I'm thinking about it as like, I know how to do some of these things. It's not natural to me. And um, I don't know how to just, I would love to get to a point, right. Where it's more of maintenance. Like even when we talked to Amy Chin, it's about tidying up where if I just had, you know, a little bit of time each day where I'm just sort of maintaining instead, I'm looking at a corner being like, Oh God, I'm just going to shut the door and then get some (laughs) other things. Like how does one like, you know, tackle some of that? I think while it's a two-part question, it's almost yeah. a one-part answer okay. in that you, when you're establishing systems, you have to think about how you work, how you operate, how, or whoever's coming into contact with the space. So how your family operates. So maybe that's something like in the morning when you're getting dressed, you know, you think according to to colors as opposed to categories, you're like, I want to wear this. So, so set up your closet in that way so that it makes it a little bit more snappy. I think with, with kids, if you've got kids in, you know, in the picture um, and you don't want to have to you know, you want to eliminate one of those, Hey moms that you get a million times throughout the day, then put approved snacks at their eye level. Um, so that, you know, they know what they can grab it's within reach. And, and that is another system that just, you know, again, makes something a little bit more streamlined and efficient. So think about who's coming into contact in the space. Think about how they operate, how they think so that you can set up an organizing system that is going to be most beneficial to them. That's going to make them more efficient. Um, and then because of maintaining it, it's a little bit easier because you already 
think in that way. So mm-hmm. the fact that this is set up in a way that's going to serve you best, then to maintain it, to your point about maybe 10, 15 minutes a day, tidying up what I call putting the house to bed, you know, a lot of that stuff I already know where it is because it's how I think and how I operate. So that's just so much quicker to then reset the space for the next day. So if that makes sense, I think, yeah. you know, ultimately just making sure that because organizing isn't one size fits all, it's, it's going to be tailored. So you have to think mm-hmm. about people that are coming into contact with that space and what's going to be most valuable to them. I like that. I think where I struggle is just being consistent on that. You know, it's like, I have pockets of my daily routine or even our family that's like, okay, this makes sense. This flows. It feels good. Right. And then these other things where I'm like, they're not getting the care, care and attention to be like curated, right. To what you're saying. Um, I like that. Put the house to bed. Yeah. (laughs) I like that tip. That's something that, yeah, every night, well, I'm one who tends to fall asleep on the couch, you know, by like 10 o'clock and then my partner wakes me up time for bed. And, and so within those 10 minutes of him waking me up and me getting into actual bed, it's all right, let's fold these blankets. Let's fluff the pillows, just the tiniest little things that, you know, do the dishes that way the next morning I wake up and I'm not stressed with all right, what it all has to get done. Yeah. You're not starting with a list of to do's already. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm trying to do that with the dishwasher yeah. because that's the one thing that's so hard is, yeah. although I do have a friend, sorry, like definitely first world problems who told me <laughs> what they bought a house and it had two dishwashers and she was like, why don't you do dishwashers? And she's like, oh my God, it's amazing. Cause like, there's yeah. always one that you can put the dishes away in. So True. like, you're not like constantly playing catch up. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is, is that I'm trying to flip the script on the dishwasher situation where you load it and start it at night. Yeah. And then I wake up and I'm like, Oh, I don't want to unload it where I would love to flip it where it's like, I'm in the morning, I'm loading, starting it, unloading it before dinner or something. So then I don't have to feel like that's, but that's for me, you know, like I think what you're saying too, right. Is like figuring out what works best for what you need. Right, right, exactly. Because some folks might, you know, maybe they're they're big morning person, and that's something where they like to get yeah. a bunch of stuff done, like right off the bat, and then have the rest of their day. Like I get stuff done before work for sure, but I'm also right one of those people who I like to wake up and and know that at least the house is in order to some degree. So, um, so to your point, exactly, like making sure that you know how do you work, how do you operate what is, you know, what time of day are you going to be most energetic or most motivated, taking those things into account. And maybe that's something you delegate since exactly. we can't delete it, but exactly. you can delegate that. There is some delegation occurring on that. It just requires a lot of, uh, a lot of delegating. directives, <laughs> authoritative edicts. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, when we are kind of going back to that, um, decluttering, when we're purging, do you have any recommendations on what we're doing with the things that we have to give away? 
Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately, so so making some of those piles, a, a quick trick to that is even just getting a like a black garbage bag and a white garbage bag and, and knowing that, hey, these are things that I'm going to donate. These are things that I'm going to toss, um, putting a separate pile away that for things are going to sell. Um, so there's a lot of different things that you can do um, in that sense. I think, of course, you know, donating, if you can sell on, on Poshmark or Facebook Marketplace, um, so you can make a little bang for your buck there. Um, or ultimately there's, there's even some things that you don't even have to like leave your house to do. So, um, Amazon has what's called like the give back box program and and you just anything, anything you're wanting to get rid of. It doesn't matter what it is. If you have a spare Amazon box lying around, you can go ahead go to givebackbox.com and they spit you out a label and then you just toss anything you're going to donate in there and ship it out. So there's a lot of different things that you can do so that those things don't sit in your trunk for a really long time or sit at the house for a really long time um, so that you can make sure you're actually you know, taking advantage of, of the fact that you're getting rid of it. The fact that, hey, this is no longer serving me. It's going to serve somebody else, whether that is somebody who pays for it, whether that is somebody who it's donated to, um, but it can live onward. So I think ultimately just making sure that you have kind of this array of options for yourself. Um, and that way, you know, especially for the sentimental stuff, right, that mm-hmm. this is still going to live on in some way. Um, because it is, it's it's hard and it's emotional to some degree, but knowing that this is going to, to somebody else that it's going to make so happy is huge. Kelly, how do we not know about the give back box? <laughs> Am I, did you see my brain kind of explode? Yeah, a little bit? I know. I was yeah. like, and a what now? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I have yeah. like, and it's, we talk about just stupid things, but you're right. It adds to your list when you have to deal with it. But like I ordered the wrong Fitbit charger mm-hmm. and failed to give it back. Yep. And I ordered <laughs> yes. a like webcam, like on clearance and it doesn't work for my, what I need it for. So I have these like things in the box. Miss the window in, of returns in there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, um, and you want it to like, <clears throat> we, we talked about this in previous episodes, but I, I do donate to Goodwill cause it's very easy here. It has like a drive through situation, but like, I really think they just take everything I donated and throw it in the trash. <laughs> I really do. I don't know this. Sorry, Goodwill. I don't really know what happens to it. I feel like they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll take your stuff. And then we're like throwing it away. So it's like, I want, so there are things right where it's like, I want to know, like you're saying it goes somewhere and is utilized. And right. so I really, I love that because like you're saying, most of us have an Amazon box in the house. Right. And so it's really like 30 seconds of like click, click, print, stick it on, and then um, you're good to go. So that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. Little things, right, that that are not completely well known. But but once you find these little nuggets and tidbits, it makes your life a lot easier. So, yeah, that's I awesome. agree. I like that. So one of the things I want to talk about, and we'll get back to some of the organization stuff, but I just even want to talk, you know, Natalie, I think what's really awesome is just the entrepreneurial spirit that you've, you have in doing this. And I think a lot of people, you know, they've, they have some passions and interests in certain areas and struggle with kind of like figuring out how to like, you know, take the leap and start going down a path. Like even for Jess and I, starting the podcast is a bit of a passion project. We're really having a lot of fun talking to a lot of amazing people like yourselves. And like that kind of came out of some conversations we had, but it's like, how did you, like, what kind of sparked you? I know you kind of talked about it was during COVID and some other things, but like, when did that light bulb go off that you're like, I think I'm going to just make a go at like, make, you know, establishing organizing, even the name, like maybe kind of tell us even about all of that. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, I don't know if, if you guys are familiar with, if your audience is familiar with um, the show on Netflix. So it was um, Get Organized with the Home Edit. And so mm-hmm. that came out, I think it was during COVID. I think I watched it, um, maybe it was like September 2020. And and binged it. I mean, I had seen the Marie Kondo, you know, show mm-hmm. before and liked that and related to that. But this with Joanna and Cleo, the way these two women thought and the way they they operated, I was like, wow, like I relate to these two, like none other. And and that was when the light bulb went off that organizing can even be a business. You know, I had realized what a benefit it was to me throughout COVID. And then the fact that, oh my gosh, this is something I could actually make a business out of and helping people um, was, was really all due to to watching that. And it didn't take long. I am not somebody who years ago I would have predicted, you know, has an entrepreneurial spirit to your point. Um, (laughs) The second that I watched that, I threw myself into just education around it. Oh, cool. Connecting with the organizers online, you know, setting up coaching calls with them to learn more about what what it's like to to build and and grow an organizing business, um, and so threw myself into education between books, podcasts, you know, interviews, and I think it really only took maybe a month or two of that to decide. I'm going to just go for it. And and I'm not sure what all this entails and turns out it entails a whole lot more than you think it does. Um, But it, it, there's such immediate rewards with it too, where you just kind of see right off the bat, I wasn't, you know, organizing for, for money. I was just helping people out to build up some content Mm -hmm. and, and even just that immediate reward of seeing, you know, the, the change that it made in their lives and how excited they were um, just kind of fueled me to keep going. So it all really started started from watching that and then and truly just throwing myself into it. And then, like I said, after after about a year or so, realizing that there was this natural extension to reach more people, um, you know, some folks need somebody to come into the home and, and do it for them. Mm-hmm. Other folks are like, just give me the blueprint. Like, all I need is the blueprint and mm-hmm. I can do it from there. Um, so seeing how I can serve those people as well. So it was was it's been, like I said, a very fun ride, a very wild ride. Um, but I've learned so much and gotten to connect with so many amazing people. And so I said, it's truly all thanks to the home edit. That's awesome. But I mean, it's something you felt drawn to, you had a passion about, you felt strongly about, and you really felt like this is something that you had a unique skill set for. That's super awesome. Cool. And like you mentioned the name, Kelly, I have like, my practice is just my name. Mm-hmm. And I tried and tried and tried to make a name and that's just not my strong suit. Yeah. So how did you come upon your name? It's a really good question. And I, I wish I had a story of like, you know, throwing ideas at the wall and and being like, oh my gosh, this is it. But for whatever reason, like right off the bat, it, the idea of aesthetic has really, I feel like just kind of grown a lot in the past couple of years, right? Like it's always been a word. It's always been something people use, but I think in the past, because of social media and everything, it's, it's, you know, this person's aesthetic or, or, you know, this type of aesthetic. And so that word was just kind of in my brain already. And, and so I think, you know, ultimately thinking about organizing, I'm like, yeah, like think about the way that you walk into a home and you have this organized aesthetic and it just kind of, you know, naturally flowed from there. So I think it really wasn't some big brainstorming process, which I'm quite frankly grateful for that. It, it just immediately, I knew that that was the name, but um, the name came to me. And I think maybe just a couple days of me being like, 
is there anything else out there? Is there anything else I want to do? And it's the name that just stuck right off the bat. And it's really resonated with folks too. Cause I think, you know, a lot of people to your point just are, are craving this different stuff that they see on social media, on Pinterest. And, and so to, to be craving this aesthetic that I can help provide them with, um, it really just makes sense for it to be in the name. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so tell us more about, you know, some tips, especially that you see when you first kind of work with, um, some of your clients, you call them clients. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, cause some people call customers, it just depends on what it is, but, um, some tips that you would have, you know, just for, for our, our listeners and followers, um, as they get started thinking about this stuff. Absolutely. I think ultimately there's, there's somewhat of a, a five-step organizing process that, that I tend to follow. So I think you need to, you need to set goals right off the bat set, you know, kind of your vision for your space. So you know what you're aiming mm-hmm. for, um, declutter, you know, go through that purge, ask yourself the hard questions. Um, and then from there, it's truly just, it, it really does end up being so simple and applicable to every space. You set those goals, you declutter, you categorize what remains after decluttering okay. and you organize it, you put it back where it makes sense to you, like those systems we're talking about, and then you maintain that space. So ways to maintain mm-hmm. it, right? You have those those resets, use labels. They don't have to be pretty, but they hold you accountable. So you know exactly where something okay. belongs, um, things like that. So really, I, I, I dumb it down to these like five steps because ultimately it does apply to any space, your garage, your bathroom room, your toy room. If you follow those five steps, it could take you depending on the space, you know, 30 minutes, it could take you 30 days, but, but following those is going to help you out. Um, there's some fun, like hacks that I tell people, you know, if they, they aren't ones for, you know, going through the, the decluttering process with their clothes, you can do a hanger trick. You have your, you put all your clothes backwards, you hang them up backwards. And then as you wear things, put them back facing forward, come one year later, six months later, you know, depending on where you live, you'll know what you can get rid of. So taking some of the emotions out of it is, is helpful when it comes to, you know, the actual decluttering part. Um, But really just following those five steps, I think is, is what's going to be most valuable going from room to room, from space to space, if you don't know where to start yet. I like that. Yeah. Because I, um, (laughs) I don't know if this happens to you, Jess, where it's like all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going to clean out my closet. Cause I was thinking about one thing that I was like, I don't wear that anymore. I need to just give it up. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And so I go in my closet. This happened this weekend. And I took out this shirt. I was like, I'm just going to give this away. And then I was like looking through my closet and I was like, no, I don't see anything else. (laughs) 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 Which I mean is so not correct. And I just was like, I was really trying to like look through and like, I couldn't think of anything else that I could get rid of, which I know is not true, but maybe this hanger trick would definitely be effective for me. I recommend a lot of people, if you know a teenager who is into fashion, FaceTime them and like Gabby will be like, you're never wearing that. Get rid of that right now. Like Kelly, you know, she would be like, that's gross Mm -mm, No, And then you'd be like, oh, okay. I feel like I, I prefer, and it feels so much better, but like what you're saying, like if you just take a little and a little at a time and a little at a time, but like this, we have like this big closet that goes under our stairs and forms like an L and it's our pantry. And my husband decided to like go through it. One day, I mean, we go through it periodically, but it's like so overwhelming. Like you're saying it's going to get worse before it gets better. So he took every single thing out. And meantime, I'm like, really? 
we close that door. You know what I mean? Like no one goes in there. Is that what we need to be focusing on when there's so many other things that you can like visually see? But like he went through this whole thing and it was um, it was great. It was really it's nice. Like it, it's so much better now. We walk in it. You know, because what ended up happening, we have like a coat hangers, right? So there were like 20 coats. We live in Las Vegas, 107 today. Yeah. We don't need coats in our closet at this time. Um, and so just kind of like setting that up, setting the systems and getting, you know, the kids on board. But for me, I would prefer like I like baskets or like used to draw, but like a basket where I'm like, I'm just gonna put everything in this basket, sit down and just clean out this little basket today because um, otherwise I get, you know, very overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was gonna say even too, I mean, you mentioned baskets, like just having, you know, those those different bins and baskets and everything that does make it easier to chip up or to chip away at stuff, right? To break things up a little bit. So, you know, if you can't go into this, this pantry or go into the closet and just do it all at once, right? Just, you know, take things out one at a time and, and whatever's highest priority. I like your one shirt, Kelly. Um, Brian cleaned out the, the fridge a couple of weeks ago. And he was like, I need you to come here. I want to show you something. In the top row of the fridge, he highlighted facing forward all the jars of pickles I have. And I was like, yeah, I mean, there's spears. There are the <laughs> petite like gherkins. There are pickle slice, the hamburger slices. Like, You're like I stand relish. by those purchases. <laughs> like those are legit. All I needed all of those pickles. I didn't understand, right? <laughs> anyway, the funniest part, Jez, was I was telling mom about this and she said, Kelly, you're just like me. And your father, he's had the pickle talk with me as well. <laughs> <laughs> there are women in this country. We have the pickle problems. talk. There's time. no like, I need that's not pickle clutter. That is like legit pickles. <laughs> I did not like grow up with expiration dates or cleaning out the fridge. So it's just not on my radar, but my husband, I know Kelly, your husband is as well. They're like going through the fridge all the time. And I'll be like, this yogurt expired one day ago. We need to get rid of it immediately. And I'll be like, yeah, it's yogurt. Like it's, it's not, there's no orange film on it. It's totally fine. Like yeah, whatever, like, you know, like leftovers can be in the fridge for three days. And then I'm like, okay. It's too funny. But but I do think um, some of us, right, because of the home we grew up in, um, there were systems set up and so we're used to that. Or like you said, it's a personality trait. But what do you do if that is something that doesn't come naturally to us? And, um, you know, you say, right, we set the goals, we declutter, we categorize um, and organize. But I think a lot of us can get stuck in that step four, of yeah. the organize and so we we've we fine-tune it we have the things that feel good that we want but it's like then how do we like organize that or what are some strategies you utilize yeah, I think so. So really thinking about, like I said, kind of putting putting things away where where they make sense for you. So if something's heavy, putting it on the bottom, like little things like that, okay. um, just really to to think about, be conscious of where you're putting things rather than just, you know, shoving everything in a closet to think about, all right, you know, maybe the in the 
medicine cabinet, you know, these medicines go next to these ones, things that just naturally make sense together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think is just, you know, things to think about. If you are not someone who is wired that way, I think the biggest thing then is to is to find accountability. And that can be with somebody else who lives in the home, that can be bringing a friend over, that can be bringing in professional help, whatever it is. I think there's such a stigma behind this of I should be able to do this by myself. Um, And really, that's not the case, right? Not everybody is wired this way, and that's okay. And so I think making sure that you're just honest with yourself of, hey, if I need some help, like, ultimately, this is going to get me to my goal. This is going to make my life a lot easier. So it's okay to call in some extra reinforcements, um, making sure that, you know, people are holding you accountable to a schedule so that you're actually doing stuff, making sure people are guiding you along Mm -hmm. the way asking you questions that are going to help you realize where something might make the most sense. Um, Because yeah, the truth is that a lot of people aren't thinking like that and that's all right. So just making sure that you tap into some of those resources. And if it's not somebody else, like there's a plethora of information online at this point, there's so many tips and tricks out there. Um, Organizing has blown up in the past couple of years. So there's a lot of different ways that you can find, you know, some help to, to guide you along that process if it doesn't come naturally. I love that. How do, and I think about, um, you know, for those who want to get down, go down this path, right. And know that they need help and want to work with you. How, how do you get started with your clients and how would you recommend they, um, get in touch with you? Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, find find me on social media, which you know is where I'm I'm showing my face a lot and sharing a lot of, of good information. Um, or folks, you know, visit my website. So I'm found on on Instagram at the organized aesthetic. That's usually where I am the most. Um, and then I do have a Facebook group as well that people can join to get some more like exclusive tips and tricks. Um, it is free to join, but it is something that you know we kind of a building a community in there that people can rely on each other um, while also taking advantage of that expert help um, or heading to, to my website, which is just theorganizedaesthetic.com. Um, people can take a look at the different services on there if it's something that that makes sense for them where they just want, you know, the, the blueprint, they want, you know, in-person help, they want okay. a, a course of how to do it themselves. Um, there's plenty of different, you know, services on there where people can see what's right for them and their budget, I think is the biggest thing. Because a lot of, you know, organizing help, it can be expensive. So making sure that this is accessible to to all people in different ways um, is something that I've really prioritized. So folks can find me in an array of places um, where they can access not only, you know, free tips and tricks and Mm -hmm. content, but then also take that step to work together if they want. I love that. I need some accountability. (laughs) Yeah. It's huge. That's what a lot of folks honestly need where, you know, there's definitely some folks who need the the help and the hand holding, and that's okay. There's a lot of folks too, who just ultimately right need that, that accountability. And I'm there to kind of meet people where they're at and, and yeah. help them along the way, no matter what their situation is. That's awesome. Well, I love, I love all the tips that you provided us and I'm still, I still, you know, I'm going to obsess over the do delegate delete for (laughs) a while. I think sometimes it takes Kelly, I'm going to to wrap our brains right around all of these things. And then this, this whole Amazon give back, I've got to sit with that as well. So many great nuggets today. Um, I thank you so much for taking the time to join us. This was wonderful. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I thank you so much. Love talking organizing and productivity, love helping people out. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to to share a lot of these. 
Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear our latest episodes as soon as they drop. And if you love today's episode, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. 